The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, And when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man, rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good to be with you this morning, and uh, it's grateful to be on the other side of uh, of being sick. And I haven't been I haven't been sick in a really long time. And uh, yeah, I just hate being sick for lots of reasons. We probably all hate being sick. I think the the worst thing was like being isolated and like not seeing people. Uh, like I was on my way to Douglas this morning, and I was like, I can't wait to see people. And, um, and it's a reminder, and, and I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, this past week for me, it was just a reminder that I need people in my life, and, uh, and, and that's a gift, you know, there's a gift in that, and, and that's really what our Lord is, is preaching in the gospel today as he, as he gives this sermon on the Beatitudes in Luke's gospel. And and in Luke's gospel, this reflection on the Beatitudes is a little bit different than in Matthew's gospel. In Matthew's gospel, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit. In Luke's gospel, it's blessed are you who are poor. Like, Like, blessed are you who are poor now. Blessed are you who are hungry now. Blessed are you who are weeping now. And, and, and really he's talking about this blessedness in in these circumstances that most of us wouldn't consider blessed. And and the blessing in that, right? The blessing in that is that our human frailty always reveals to us the fact that we need God and we need each other. 
those who are poor, like they're very aware of the fact that they need God and, and maybe they pray more than everybody else because they're praying like, I pray that somebody like gives me some food today. And, and they're just aware that they, they have to rely on our Lord for everything. You know, when we're hungry, we're very aware of the fact that, that we're not self-sufficient, like we can't get through life on our own, like we need to eat and we need to be fed. You know, when we're weeping or when we experience grief, right, and grief is everybody's favorite emotion, right? Like, like I love to grieve. I hate grief. Like, grief is not my favorite emotion. But when we experience grief, it reveals to us the depth of our love for someone that we've lost. Whether we've lost them to death or we've lost them because of a rupture in relationship. But when we experience grief, it's a measure of our love. It reveals to us how much we have loved and how much we've been loved. And there's a blessing in that. My, my therapist once said to me, grief is love with no place to go. You know, like, so, so when we experience it, it we experience it because, because we've loved greatly. And again, that's a blessing. And, and so the, there's this blessedness in recognizing our own vulnerability and, and in recognizing our needs because, because they move us toward the one who can actually meet our needs. You know, those circumstances of our life, they move us towards the one who can actually meet our needs. And, and the greatest temptation that we have against all religion is this temptation to think that we're self-sufficient and we can get through life on our own. Or this temptation that says, I don't need people. Because God created us in such a way that, that our hearts would long for him. And he created us in such a way that our hearts long for each other, that, that our hearts long to be united, that we long for belonging. And so when we experience our own frailty in whatever way, when we experience the fact that we have needs, It reveals to us in a deeper way what we're called to. You know, every time we come to Mass, we remember that we have needs, and we remember that, like, we can't do life on our own. We remember that we need a Savior, and, and that's why we pray the Confidior at the beginning of every Mass, and we say, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I've greatly sinned, that I am a sinner, that I can't do life on my own, that I need a Savior. And every single week, we remember the fact that we have a need for a savior. And it's good to have those kinds of reminders about things in you know, each and every day of our life and, and that we remember that we can't do life on our own. You know, there's a check-in that, that a lot of couples do and, and I've recommended it many times. It was put together by a therapist and... Um, so this check-in is called FANOS. It's F-A-N-O-S. It's just an acronym. And, uh, and basically how it works is like a couple might sit down at the end of the day and, and they just go through. So the first one will start off with F is for feelings. So my, my, major, my primary feeling today was, you know, happy, excited, sad, grief, stress, fear, whatever it was. My primary feeling today was 
A is for affirmations, and, and that's where you have an opportunity to express appreciation to your spouse, right? Like, like I just want to affirm you for like, just the beautiful way that you take care of our children or our grandchildren or like you, you make the most amazing meals and you, and you pay attention to things. And so A is for affirmations. N is for needs, and and that's where it's important for us to express our needs, and like what I need from you right now is, and and so Mark Laser, who designed this uh, check-in, like he says, it's important to express our needs even when they can't be met, right, even when they can't be met, and and that we acknowledge what our needs are, even even if there's no way they can be met right now, but but we have to pay attention to them. Um, because otherwise they kind of rebel against us and show up in weird ways. You know, like a lot of times at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I need a hug. But I'm a celibate man who lives in that rectory over there and I have COVID, so nobody's going to hug me. <laughs> you know, so I need a weighted blanket and a body pillow. It's like giving a hug and getting a hug at the same time. Um, and, uh, but, but we have to express that need anyways, right? We have to express that need. O is for ownership, and that's where I have an opportunity to say, or you have an opportunity to say to your spouse, like, I, I need to take ownership for, I apologize for not being a good listener lately, I apologize for, you know, like, being forgetful or zoning out when you were trying to talk to me. And then S is for spiritual growth, it's just like, this is what I'm trying to do to improve my life, to improve our relationship, etc. And so it's F-A-N-O-S, and, and it's just a really good way for couples to communicate in a deeper way, but also it's, it's a way of expressing the fact that we need each other, right? And, and showing gratitude for the fact that, you know, the person that you've married, like they are the greatest gift that God has ever given you, right? The greatest gift that God has ever given you. And today, as we celebrate World Marriage Sunday, it's, it's a time to, to really remember that, you know, and to remember that, that your spouse is the greatest gift that God has given to you. And to show your appreciation, to show your gratitude, to, to reaffirm all the promises that you made on your wedding day, to remember what it was that drove you together. And to ask the Lord to strengthen the bond of love between you. And to ask the Lord to continue to inform the love between you and that that love may continually be transformed to be more and more like his. Because marriage is a sacrament of Christ's love for his church. And and that means that, that every married couple is called to be a visible sign of Christ's love for his church. And it's something that we all fall short of. Like, I fall short every single day of the fact that as a priest, like, I'm called to act in the person of Christ, and, and it's, it's just something I'm constantly striving for and, and desiring that our Lord give me a heart that's more and more like his. And, and so, too, for every married couple that's called to be a visible sign in the world of God's love for his people and Christ's love for the church, to, to continually ask our Lord to give you a heart like his. so that your fidelity becomes a visible sign, an image, a a reminder of the fidelity of Jesus in our lives. 
so that your love and the sacrifices that you make for each other, they become a visible sign and a reminder of the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. And that the way that you give all of yourself to the other is a daily reminder of the fact that Jesus continues to give himself all of himself to us each and every time Mass is celebrated, each and every time we receive him in the Eucharist. Right? It's an amazing thing. Pope Benedict the 16th went so far as to say that, that you know, the domestic church and, and that church that exists in each and every one of your homes is the human space of our encounter with Christ. That means that it's, it's the most everyday space of encountering our Lord and, and being reminded that the Lord is taking care of you. You know, my own prayer for, for all married couples is that that just becomes such a part of your everyday thinking and your everyday vocabulary that, that every single day you're reminded that the Lord is taking care of you because he's given you the person you wake up next to and the person that you eat breakfast with and the person that you go for walks with, the person that you share your life with. You know, it's an incredible gift and, and just in a small way, like that's, that's really what I experienced a lot this week and, and this time when I was sick and just random people would text me or random people would send me a message saying, uh, there's soup on your porch. And I was like, oh, God is taking care of me. And, uh, and it really was like the first movement of my heart, just like our Lord is taking care of me. And, um, and each and every one of you have been that kind of a gift for me and my priesthood. And so today, let us pray that, <clears throat> that in the midst of whatever suffering that we have, whatever vulnerability that we're aware of, that that we recognize that as, as just a sign and an indication of how much we need God, that we turn to him in every need. And we pray for all married couples that, that their love continually be transformed to be more like the love of Jesus First Church. They may truly be that visible sign of his grace, his love, his mercy most especially in their own families, in your own families, but, but also to each person that encounters you as you go out into the world. And so today we're going to have a blessing of married couples, and it's just the time to, to thank God and to remember the vows that you made on your wedding day. And so as you came in, this World Marriage Day blessing was on the back table. If you forgot to grab one, you know, you can run to the back and get one. Um, and if you're bookending your kids, I just encourage you to just like maneuver. <laughs> and I invite all of married couples to stand. So I'm going to pray this opening prayer. And then there's a space for husband and a space for wife. And, and so I'm not going to say like all of your names out loud and have you repeat after me. You guys can do that on your own. So I'll just start you off in each of those sections and, um, and just invite you to join. Dear couples... Today, as we remember 
That celebration at which you joined your lives in an unbreakable bond through the sacrament of matrimony, you now intend to renew before the Lord the promises you made to one another. Turn to the Lord in prayer that these vows may be strengthened by divine grace. So husbands, please join. Blessed are you, Lord. And wives, blessed are you, Lord. And together, blessed are you, Lord, for in the good and the bad times of our life, you have stood lovingly by our side. Help us, we pray, to remain faithful in our love for one another so that we may be true witnesses to the covenant you have made with humankind. May the Lord keep you safe all the days of your life. May he be your comfort in adversity and your support in prosperity. May he fill your home with his blessings. Through Christ our Lord, amen. I invite all to stand as we all renew the promises that we made at our baptism and pray the creed. I believe in one God.